Vivaldi's Four Seasons means that it's time once again for this month's Senior Moments program. The Four Seasons theme mirrors our lives, and hopefully we will all have many, many more seasons to enjoy. We do this show on behalf of the Glen Cove Senior Center. Good morning, everyone. I'm Nina Held. And I'm Stuart Held. Senior Moments is here every second week of the month and on Fridays at 9 a.m. in the morning. Our show today and previous shows can be found on our Pike Podcast icon under Senior Moments on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning, Nina. How are you feeling this morning? Oh, I'm just dandy, honey. How are you? How about telling us about today's show? Of course. Uh, Today we're going to speak with a very interesting and cosmopolitan person who has 32 years of experience in the shipping of high-end products such as art, jewelry, and diamonds. (laughs) Now, she finished her career in shipping at Sotheby's North America. After many years of living in Manhattan, she moved to Long Island and opened a high-end consignment store called Valley Attic, which is, by the way, in Locust Valley. Hmm. This should be an extremely informative interview. But first, it's now time for our Wacky Wacky Word of the Week. Today's Wacky Word is Katzenjammer. Yep, you heard that correctly, Katzenjammer. Katzenjammer is a noun and means, first, hangover, distress, and a discordant clamor. So here's this origin. Have you ever heard a cat wailing and felt that you could relate? Apparently, some hungover German speakers once did. Katzenjammer comes from the German katz, meaning cat, and jammer, meaning distress. English speakers borrowed the word for their hangovers and other distressful inner states in the 19th century and eventually applied it to outer commotion as well. The word isn't as popular in English today as it was around the mid-20th century, but it's well known to many because of the Cats and Jammer kids. I remember Of them. course we do. A long-running comic no, strip. No, but I remember the, con- the cartoon I'm old enough to remember. That go- <laughs> Keep on reminding us how old you are, honey. Yes. <laughs> Featuring the incorrigibly mischievous twins Hans and Fritz. Cats <laughs> yep. and Jammer was today. Today's Wacky Word of the Week. Every week we try to come up with a joke or fact or idiom that we want to share with you. It is now time for our Did You Know? When you think of a consignment shop, the very first thing my wife would say, you never know, you could find a bona fide antique. That got me thinking, exactly what is an antique? So here goes. Okay, the rule of thumb used by most antique dealers is that anything about 100 years or older is an antique. Items that are old but not quite that old are called vintage. There are also some who, for the sake of simplicity, don't use the term antique at all and refer to everything as either vintage or collectible. Actually, that reminds me of the Antique Roadshow because things are basically, they refer to everything as vintage. and Well, yeah. I guess we're vintage. We're not, pretty vintage <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, please. <laughs> Continue, honey. 
Antique items are not taxed. So in 1966, the 100-year standard was adopted to keep people from claiming things as antiques that actually weren't. That's one way to look at it and Mm -hmm. get their money. Uh, Antiques was today's... Did you know? And now to introduce our guest. Kathy Barry was born in Glen Cove and raised in Oyster Bay. She went to SUNY Oneonta, majoring in art. After college, she went into the family business of shipping for the company her father and brother started, called CAF Worldwide. She worked alongside her family for 17 years. She then went to work for Brinks as their import manager for the diamonds and jewelry division. She would finish her shipping career as the head of the shipping department for Sotheby's North America. At Sotheby's, she helped arrange shipping for works by Picasso, Rothko, Warhol, Giacometti, Van Gogh, to list a few. After living and working in Manhattan for 15 years and looking for a drastic change, Kathy moved back to Long Island, (laughs) our gain. In 2015, she opened Valley Attic, a high-end home furnishing consignment store located in Locust Valley, New York. At Valley Attic, she works alongside her sister, Jean Daly, curating Gold Coast treasures. Kathy is also passionate about Molly, her Pomeranian, and restoring the 1906 home she purchased in Locust Valley. Kathy Barry, welcome to Senior Moments. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are delighted. I first, but before we do anything, I want to hear about what it's like to move into a home that was built in 1906. How much restoration did you have to do? Quite a bit. I couldn't move in actually right away. Uh, it was. It had been empty for three years, so yeah. it really wasn't in livable condition. Did it look like great expectations? <laughs> just about. Just about. <laughs> yes, yes, it did actually. Wow. Big old, uh, like in the den, there's four sets of very large French doors. Yeah. You know, in your mind, you're going to keep everything. You know, the snow was coming in through the cracks. of. Oh, the... my. So really, unfortunately, there's, you know, you have to bring it up to modern speed. Yeah. Um, it took two months uh, to get it to where I could move in, and I really just lived in one room upstairs you were in this ramshackle house but you went in the bedroom and there was this beautiful tranquil bedroom (laughs) and I would just shut it all out (laughs) good for you good for you people thought I was crazy I'm sure they did so what did you do besides of course obviously the windows so the first floor of the house is completely finished Um, this winter I finished the dining room completely gutted um, rewired new roofs new wall you know roof wow New everything, new windows. Um, the next project is going to be the exterior because it is in rough yeah, shape. Really? So yeah. it needs to be reshingled, which will make a huge difference. I'm sure it will. Yeah. And and some landscaping. Yeah. Grading yeah. the front. It'll make a huge well, expense. Yeah. <laughs> a huge expense. You know, I don't mind spending money on my house. I really don't. No, it's it, your creation. It'll be. It's your. It's your art, piece yeah, of art. It does. I don't really. Yeah, I really don't. It's it's a speak, fun thing to spend. Speak yeah. about art. When you were in Southern. And you were handling this expensive art. 
Did you have to have special clothing or something? That's a good question. So as the shipping, the head of the shipping department, you don't actually physically handle the art. There's art handlers who do have special oh. training, special gloves, yeah. um, special outfits. Exactly. Um, they wear, you know, smocks and whatnot. Um, the arts, you know, never touched by any anybody. Right. right. Yes. Oh, never. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. You have an employee there when the stuff is created, professionally created, just to, you know, make sure everything's done properly for insurance purposes. Sure. And they, um, they would ship this over the... The, over the Atlantic or? Any, anyway, you can imagine. I mean, we've had situations where um, when we shipped to Giacometti, I had an um, employee that actually was in the cargo hold with the piece <gasps> strapped in. They call them like jump seats. So you pay yes, like a small yes. fee because um, we couldn't take our eyes off the piece for insurance purposes. It, it's wow, custodial. I get chills. Yeah, I keep on thinking think of all that. the heist movies. Yeah. <laughs> all the heist movies, Ocean's 8 and all the... Yeah. the uh, wow. Sure, when you're talking you about insurance purposes, you're not yeah. supposed to break custody. That's right. Really, right. your eyes always have to be on it. Yeah, well, I hope the, cab, the, the place where this person who was... Shipping with who was shipping himself with the ark was yeah. in a pressurized crab, and I yeah, know. she was. She was a real trooper, real really, trooper. I can imagine. Yeah. Sure, sure. So but she didn't eat anything. <laughs> no, well, I, I, well, I think it was probably quite scary. I mean, you know, yeah, I would I think, think yeah, like that on a plane. Woof. Yeah, something to consider. Mm-hmm. No, not, <laughs> not, not, for, no, you. So. not no, for you. No, negative. Yeah. Negative. negative. So, what, what, Kathy, actually, what made you finally leave New York after having such a, a career? You know, I was walking to work and I was just, I wasn't happy. I, I found myself really with big sunglasses on, just really crying, walking wow. to work and just like, didn't know why. Like, it just, 15 years Did in you New like York your City. Job? I I did like it. I mean, it was interesting, but I I just was burnt out from the city and the noise and the and just oh. everything. It was you know it's always coming at you in the city, and 15 years is a long time. Uh, and I just knew I was done. I didn't know mm. what I was going to do, but I knew this was over. Really? Yeah. I just I've heard that a lot though. People wake up in the city and they're just they're done. You yeah. hit a wall, and you're like, that's it. That's true. So 15 how long years were you actually in the city? 15 years. I moved in October of 2011, right after 9-11. Um, I remember driving through the city, and there wasn't one car on the road. I remember going to sign my lease, and it was eerie. And I was like, this is crazy. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Literally, I was the only car on the Van Weck. One car. Where um, in, Where did you live in the I city? lived on the Upper East Side. The Upper East Side. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, I moved around. Yeah. Um, now, when you, when your dad's side. business... Dad and brother, mm-hmm. when they when they had their business, were they in the city? They were in uh, over by JFK Airport. So I would reverse commute. So ah. for you know, two thousand and one to two thousand and ten or eleven, I was uh, working at JFK, and I would basically reverse commute. Yeah. Still a tough commute. That's but. kind of a hairy thing too, getting into JFK and getting in and around all of well, those it, crazy. The the, um, the the shipping companies are right outside right. the airport. They're not in an industrial no, area, yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm aware. Are they of that. still in business? They are. They are. They've moved now to New Hyde Park, but the company has grown. Dad is retired. My brother has taken over the company, and he's built it up to quite an impressive. Company. Now the dad is retired. Mm-hmm. Are you sorry you left it? No, I, it was time. It was definitely time. I, I, you know, I grew so much. I mean, you know, you when you work for your family, you almost feel like it's hard to to really understand your self worth. And when I went to work for Brinks, 
you know, I hear I was the head of um, three, you know, three states. I was uh, Miami, New York, and Chicago. I was the import manager for all the diamonds and jewelry. Planes yeah. landed 365 days a year. I had an employee on staff. Christmas Day, I was responsible for an employee at the shop. Yeah. I mean, it was a big, you know, it was a yeah. big job. And I knew so much. I knew so much about customs. And it was like nice Everybody looked to me for answers. Yeah. And it just felt really felt good. good. Sure. You know, it's not just your family. It's right. very different. It's very exactly. different. It was time. It was definitely time. Yeah, you know, validation. You don't know, you don't know yeah. yourself. You know, you really don't know. How That's could true. you? That's you know? right. That's yeah. right. Because you're yeah. not in the, it's not the outside world. Your it's, family's it's true. a cocoon. It is. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Did you but ever that, try to, uh, or were you ever in contact with the actual customer? Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, at, at Brinks, I was, you know, I was the, the manager of the department. So obviously, I handled any sort of complaint or issue or if a client, you know, one of my people couldn't, you know, handle the situation, I would take over. I mean, I would go on sales calls to meet with customers. Um, I, you know, anything you can imagine. Something actually really interesting at Brinks. I actually was, um, I flew to Switzerland yeah. and met with Fish and Wildlife in Geneva to help them. It was a group of us and we were going to, we were petitioning for them to change some of the laws um, with regards to Fish and Wildlife. Really? Well, uh, it was really interesting. I mean, well, we were trying to get them to create electronic, you know, paperwork. And we were trying to speed the process up because it was such a laborious. Um, That's what I remember. Of oh, it was so so I remember everything that had to be done in ink and it had yes. to be done with triple forms so and, true. Yeah. and all this other stuff. It was, and it was, there. they were very far behind. In yeah, it was re- it's really an uphill time. battle sometimes with yeah. fish and wildlife. And in their defense, they're so passionate about animals. Yeah. So they really... You know, we're thinking we're trying to get a piece of ivory jewelry through customs, and they're thinking, you know, oh, is that where the fish and wildlife <laughs> thing comes exactly. in? Tortoiseshell. To, oh, of course. Um, Animal sure. products. Exactly. Basically. Wow. You know, leather bands. You know, yeah. we, we, we were petitioning on behalf of Christie's and. Um, David Yearman, and oh, actually yeah. we had representatives from each of these really high-end companies come with us. There was like maybe six of us, and we met with the highest level yeah. um, in Switzerland. It was really interesting. interesting. And it was very, it was like jump on a plane and go, they're, they're willing to sit down with you. Wow. It was it was yeah. really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Well, so, we we're going to have a music break here, and uh, you uh, and your sister, I mean the sister works with you sure. in the store. And so we would thought we our, our Dale Zerbrick, our musicologist, uh, he uh, selected a song for this, and this is "Sisters," sung by Mary Rosemary Clooney. Oh, Rosemary Clooney, good, good. Sisters, sisters, there were never such devoted sisters. Never had to have a chaperone, no sir I'm here to keep my eye on her Caring, sharing Every little thing that we are wearing When a certain gentleman arrived from Rome She wore the dress and I stayed home All kinds of weather we stick together The same in the rain or sun 
different faces, but in tight places we think and we act as one. <laughs> Those who seen us know that not a thing can come between us. Many men have tried to split us up, but no one can. Lord, help the mister who comes between me and my sister. And Lord, help the sister who comes between me and my man. Stick together the same in the rain or sun. Two different faces, but in tight places, we think and we act as one. Uh -huh. Those who seen us know that not a thing could come between us. Many men have tried to split us up, but no one can. Lord, help the mister who comes between me and my sister. And Lord, help the sister who comes between me and my man. Senior Moments will be right back with today's guest, Kathy Barry, in a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. Senior Moments with Nina and Stu is back, and we are speaking with Kathy Barry of Valley Attic, which is a store in Locust Valley, and we're hearing some really juicy stories. <laughs> yes, so, I, we, so we just played the song Sisters, which indicated that, you, of course, you have your sister working with you. Uh, what is exactly does she do in the store? She's in charge of all merchandising. I'm the business end, um, all the follow-up, making the appointments, all the paperwork. She is um, merchandising, setting up the store. Uh, her background, she used to actually do um, windows for Stearns oh, did before she, she became a ah. stay-at-home mom. Um, and she would do their Christmas windows, and she's really – really talented. She can really put things together, put old things with new things to make it look interesting or and put colors together. Yeah. We're definitely going to visit. We really are. Um, I noticed that there is a definite link up between um, logistical skills mm. and art because I know Oneonta is, is known for their art program. And you are, and obviously she is, artistic. Absolutely. Well, yeah. It's interesting what? to see that they really have followed their past jobs yes. and brought it forth. Brought their forth. knowledge to this, and yeah. And you brought the knowledge to this, and you seem to be doing very well. We, we really are, and it really is, it, it takes both of us. It's both of our strengths that 
that really make the success. Yeah. Yeah. So right. what is a high-end consignment shop? So it's, you know, we're not an antique store. We're a consignment store, meaning anything you would find in the home for home furnishings, excluding really kitchen items. Um, you know, we... We, we live in, in a very affluent neighborhood, and you have to imagine you have decorators that are redecorating homes constantly. And in order for them to redecorate a home, they need that client to get rid of those things right? in order for them to supply the n- new you know, homeowner yeah, with it's things. It's not like having a yard sale where you get $5. <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, and we really are – we have a really small store, and we have to be incredibly selective. I think the business has definitely evolved. We've been there um, – Three years. It was three years in October, so we're just almost three and a half years. You know, in the beginning, when I look back at pictures, I see the store was empty. Yeah. You really have to, you, you have to get a name for yourself. So, I mean, I called everybody I knew. I, I called everybody my parents knew. Do you have anything? Do you have anything in the basement? Really, just enough right. to get the doors open. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, it evolves from there. You know, then people start coming in and they see what you have and it just, you know, and they know you're honest and you're, you know, yeah. makes, you know. So speaking of people walking in, you have a lot of foot traffic? We do have a, a decent amount of foot Anybody traffic. Anybody famous? And, you know what? We were <laughs> we were honored to have uh, Laura Bush and Jenna Bush come in. And it, <gasps> really? was, it was really exciting. Um, you know, the Secret Service, when, when Laura's there, you know, yeah. the Secret Service really come and, you know, it's the whole thing comes sweet. Sweeping in, there's such lovely people too. Which is so yeah, you know, yeah. kind and thoughtful, and just really. Did, um, the, police, did the, police, the Secret Service come in before they came? They actually they they kind of flank the building. There's I think there were six, so there's like two on each side, oh, two in the back. It's it's a serious and situation. Did, and they scope out the place. They before, did. They like, definitely do. So you know something's going on because this kind of like slew of cars come in. Um, but um, but once they're in there, they're just. You know, they really are just regular people. Yeah, regular, well, uh, you know. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> my you, you mother, know, you forget my that. My mother used to say Queen Elizabeth goes to the bathroom, too. True, true, <laughs> true. So, uh, also, I would think, uh, in addition to foot traffic and, you know, and, like, these celebrities come in, you also must have a business in... Like set decoration, people. Absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of filming going on around We've here. We've had um, the the set decorator from Ocean's Eight came in. Yeah, they recreated. Um, if you've seen the movie, the couple yes. of the scenes were in um, high end hotel rooms in New York City, and those scenes were filmed locally. Yeah. Um, and they bought things from the shop to kind of recreate like a room in the plaza or the world of Astoria, which is interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Where do you yeah, get they, your merchandise? Everything is really local. We don't um, we don't really go much past maybe Centerport. Really, we stay very local. Uh, there's constant turnover. So, you know, a family um, downsizes. The new family comes in, and it's the most interesting thing. So we clean a, ho- a house. The new home homeowners come in and then they buy. So when they oh. come in to buy, we're always like, oh, you bought the house on XYZ. We know the house. We know it well. I know the dining room. This isn't going to work. And they're always like amazed. They're like, well, did you see this room? Did you see that room? Do you think this will work? It, it, I cannot tell you how often it happens. Or they'll come in and they repurchase things that were from the home they bought. Wow. And I always – I have sort of a photographic memory of where things come from. And I always remember, and it, it's, it fascinates people. So you're also literally an interior designer at the same time. My sister's much more of the, the decorator than I am. Um, 
you know, she really will take the time to sit with someone, look at the pictures, and yeah. kind of, you know, scale and all that other great stuff. But, wow. Uh, you, your store can't be the size of a No, it's small. Field. It's small. So where do you put your overage? Uh, um, we have um, we have a storage in Glen Cove. We have, you know, a two. It's actually my dad's garage. He has an external two two bay garage that he allows us to use should we need it. And See, that's family still comes in handy. Yeah, family <laughs> does come in handy. Yes. Um, yeah, we were over there this morning picking stuff up. Sometimes when a client buys something uh, and they're not picking it up right away, I'll move it over there just to put it out of the way. Yeah, just just so I know. And then I re- you know, I pick it up when I know they're coming to get it. Do you bring yeah. clients to the to your storage no, area? No. Okay. No. Mm-mm. That's a no-no. You show pictures. You use photography. We do. We sell, actually, I will say when the business really took off, we started um, working um, on Instagram. Oh, I was going to go there in a minute, but I'm glad you yeah, brought that up. Uh, yeah. And I can't tell you, we can post something on Instagram. It could sell in 30 seconds, 30 <gasps> a, under a minute. It's And it's amazing. You know, we have a, um, a high-end. Um, give, give us an example of. I'm what? trying to think of so. Uh, here's I'll a good give you an example. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, hi, Carolyn. Happy knows we bought a house yeah, that's two Carolyn, years ago. Our producer, yeah. hi everybody, with us yeah. in the studio today. <laughs> we follow Kathy on Instagram. My yeah. whole family. So at 12:30 at night, my daughter sent me a picture of a beautiful sofa. Ah. And I said, Oh my goodness, this would be perfect in the living room at the new house. So the next morning, I was waiting at the door when she walked in. Really? She had already, you know, I was. I had sent her a message in the middle of the night, like, "Please hold this for me." (laughs) Oh, and it is exquisite. It is beautiful. The couch actually, it was a huge cream-colored L-shaped sofa, and that's the thing. I literally can remember Mm -hmm. everything. It came from a house in West Hampton. It was a home that was um, uh, staged for sale. Then the client bought it, and she had everything removed. So. I mean, she got a brand new sofa. It's beautiful. It is so beautiful. beautiful. In a beautiful, neutral, you know, Mm -hmm. cream. But she wouldn't have, you know, she wouldn't have gotten it otherwise because there were multiple people, Mm -hmm. you know, in line for that sofa. That is, it's amazing what the Internet has has done to this, to everything. So so you work with the Internet a little bit. I post every day. And if I'm not posting on Instagram, I'm not selling because it's almost like people forget or they don't have time. You know, people are busy. Um... I was away last week and I didn't really post anything and you can really you you you, you notice it when you you're notice not it in definitely hundred percent yeah it's a it would be a fraction it's of it's fun what, to yeah. watch Kathy's how, how does a consignment yeah. shop actually work so it's um so it's fifty fifty you know I either you send me pictures and I take a look you either drop it off or or my sister and I go to the home and we pick through yeah. whatever you're trying to sell how, how does the customer know what you like you know they. They send pictures. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not, it's honestly, it's not what we like. It's what we think right. we can sell. I love right. everything. Um, but if <laughs> yeah. I can't sell it, there's really no point in us taking it. Well, well in the house that you're rebuilding, you're going to have to find the yeah, storage area. Exactly. <laughs> um, we went to an appointment this morning, and unfortunately, there, was, um, there wasn't a tremendous amount that we thought we could sell, yeah. which is disappointing. But, you know, sure, but it's, it's part it's, of the... Yeah. Part of the game. It is. Part of the it game. Is. Exactly. What's the most expensive item that you have sold? Probably, uh, you know, sterling silver um, 17th century candlesticks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That we came across uh, for $2,500. You know, um, artwork is usually yes. a higher ticket item. Sterling silver is always 
higher ticket items. Interesting, interesting, yeah. because we live a whole different lifestyle today. It's not the it's not the time of the the antique tea sets and the coffee sets and no. all the polishing because you needed servants for all of that. You know where where we are in an affluent you know area, yeah. people do really I think do some high you know they really do entertain in a in a and that in a little bit of a more elevated way. Um, but you're right, we tea sets do not sell, teacups don't sell, they don't. Right. Yeah, mm. yeah, not anymore. Nope, unfortunately. Do you do estate cleanouts? We do, yeah, we definitely do. We also do, like, so for example, if someone has a tag sale, they might call us after the fact um, and we'll take you know leftover items that we think we can sell from the tag sale. Definitely uh-huh. do that. They, they really do tag sales on the states? <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, honey. Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, yeah. It's a big. Oh, they I, can I'm make. I'm thinking of the states on the North Shore. Well, yes. I remember, I remember walking down, I think I'm walking or driving down Overlook Road mm-hmm. with uh, Locust Valley, and there was this sign, tag sale going on I today. went to that one. You went to Yes, ah! I did. It was fabulous. <laughs> and it's actually, See, it's a sort of famous family. They, I'm not going to say who. You but. know, that. He, like our son-in-law tells us, companies come in. And they do the whole thing for you. You're thinking of an estate like like the J.P. Morgan yeah. estate. Right. I just, you know, we still call them estates when it's in like a large house, a or, large house, or if there's yeah. multiple, like if there's a cottage or a gate, like yeah. that's what we still call estates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even look, even uh, our friends who who moved out of their home, that was they had an estate sale. It wasn't that the home is not an estate. It's right. in look, it's in Glen Cove on a regular street. Sure, estate but, actually refers to somebody's. Contents of their belongings. belongings. Their belongings. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be a mansion. It could be just a normal house. Did you ever do business with Sotheby's now that you have the Sotheby's? Uh, no. I do have some clients that um, reach out to me from that work for Sotheby's that, you know, ask me questions on Instagram to purchase. But, yeah. Now, when you say you do furniture, what's the biggest things that you handle? Do you have special trucking? Well, <laughs> <laughs> we do couches. We do, um, you know, sideboards, dressers, really anything for the home. And if somebody buys something, you deliver it? We, You know, we actually don't. Um, clients really, when they're coming to a shop like ours, they're, they, they pick it up. They put it in their fancy car. They do whatever they need to do or they send somebody. Yeah. We have somebody we could call should it be necessary. But my sister and I really pick everything up. Yeah. Unless you it's, this. you know, a, a whole house full of stuff out in East Hampton. Then we have a trucker we work with. Uh-huh. But then I still go and I facilitate. I'm there, you know, making sure that we take exactly what we. Well, I imagine you have to give some kind of receipt for this merchandise. We do, actually. We What we do is I type up a, like a, a spreadsheet and I email it to the client. And I, and I try to do it right away. It makes people, people feel more comfortable. Yes. Because you know, there's other stores that mm. don't do that. And it makes people really yeah, uncomfortable. Well, it leaves a lot of stuff hanging. And right. Even if you know me and you know yeah. I'm honest, it's you know you still you want to keep it organized. Yeah. And maybe it's an estate, and you have to answer to your brother, or your sister, or your exactly. You know, it's, you, know you want a it, hard copy. Exactly. There, and I have. I must say, there must be a lot of business now because so many people are downsizing from their big homes yes. here on the North Shore. It's true. But then and we have these young families coming in that are upsizing. And they're upsizing. From the city, and they have nothing. Imagine you move from the city yeah. from a you know 800-square-foot mm-hmm. apartment to a 10,000-square-foot house. Yeah. You have yeah. no holiday decorations. You have 
no like honestly it's you they need everything from sometimes scratch. from scratch whoa it's amazing yes. yeah yeah yeah, I would think so. I would think so. The, knowing those little, the kitchens that are... are sure. The, uh, yeah. Galley exactly. kitchens. Yeah. The galley kitchens, yeah. yeah you need a, a big house. You need a dinette set. Decorators. <laughs> all, yeah, exactly. Decorators are also some of my biggest customers. Oh, I, yeah. I was, yeah. I'm glad you went yeah. there. Yeah. One of my yeah. biggest customers is Tom Salmon, and he is a big decorator. He's probably doing 12 large projects right now, and he buys an enormous amount Good. for me. He has probably 65,000 Instagram followers, and he is so supportive, and he constantly is, you know, you know, shouting out about the store, hashtagging the store, and it. I can't tell you how much business, because okay. people want to shop where he shops. They want to you know, it's maybe they'll run into him. That's, like it's, yeah, it's yeah. that's what happens. You know. I, I well, we agree. have a, a little song break uh, planned here. Here is "Everything Old Is New Again," sung by my wife's favorite actor, Hugh Jackman. <sighs> Some more parties will order now what they ordered then. Cause everything old is new again. Get out your white suit, your tap shoes and tail. Let's go backward when forward fails. And movie stars that you thought were long dead. Now a frame beside your bed. Oh, don't throw your past away. You might need it some rainy day Dreams can come true again When everything old is new again Get out your white suit, your tatches and tail Let's go back with when Love him, love him, and of course I love that that the era that in the which he's singing. Showman. You know, the, the greatest showman. There we go. Yep, yep. Um, I think that uh, having Hugh Jackman only lifts this up a little bit more for you. you do, do you have other people working in the store besides you and your? Sister? No, just the two of us. So. Just the two of us running the whole show. Huh? Yeah, yeah, just the and two. they do the bulwark too, which impresses me. Yeah, you know. The the, the lifting, the heavy lifting. <laughs> no. <laughs> the heavy living. He has his own company to run. Yeah. You know, if you really have to be there. When you own your own business, it's Oh, you have you, to be on site. You really yeah. do. Right. You know, right. you have to be the face of the of the company. I I certainly yeah. agree with yeah, you. Well we're definitely. gonna get back to you in in a couple of minutes. 
Senior Moments will be right back with Kathy Barry of the Valley Attic. <laughs> Almost there. I have a pneumonia. Excuse me, <laughs> In a few moments. This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM and WCWP.org. This is Senior Moments with Nina and Stu, and we are back with our guest, store owner Kathy Barry. Uh, and we're learning about her high-end home furnishing consignment store located in Locust Valley. Now, how does a person Let, determine... Let's what? name that store again. Okay. Oh, sorry that, that you did. Okay. The Valley Attic. Right. And the Valley Attic is located... Kathy, you said in a ter- literally a turn of the century it, building, it is it's a historic correct. building in Locust Valley. What is the location it's, exactly? Uh, we're on Oyster Bay Road in Locust Valley. Uh, we are in a space that looks like an old country store. It it was the old country store where you would have bought your feed, the yes. postmaster. The, in the back of the store, we have a the postmaster's desk, which is part of the building. Uh-huh. So that's where you would have gotten your mail. Um, right. It's, it's, it's a really fun, fun space. The is it a standalone? It is a standalone. It it actually used to be an antique store for about twenty years called the Country Bumpkin. Mm. So I will say it it afforded us to have a kind of a little bit of a built-in, um, you know, clientele because I know you know when I first opened, people would come in and they would say. I used to come here with my grandma. Oh, I used to yeah, come here yeah, with my yeah, mom. Yeah. You know, these are ad- yeah, sure. adult people. And actually, the owner of the Country Bumpkin, um, Mrs. Bookman, had come in, and she cried. She's oh. probably 92 now, and she's still working in the city with um, the housing works. Really? Yeah. yeah. Whoa, 92. Mm. She was just thrilled that the yeah. store had kind of taken back a little bit of its oh, old days. That is yeah. a wonderful thing. I can just picture what this place must look like during the different holiday seasons. It, it, it really is. One of my favorite um, times of year at the store is Christmas time. It is the most magical place. Imagine like an old-fashioned magical Christmas, you know, store. Like Charles With the, Dickens. Exactly. Charles we Dickens. have the lights and the windows are all done and and the candles and the music are going and we have a huge tree and it's we all the decorations are for sale. We have old antique hand-blown um, ornaments that we, you know, c- collect throughout the year that we hold on to in the basement ah, yeah. for Christmas time. And you can really get some interesting pieces. Oh, I'm getting chills. Pieces. Yes, it sounds really, absolutely. Really interesting Christmas gifts as well. Yeah. What, yeah. Uh, what yeah. was your sister's background? She used to do the, the windows for Stearns. There we go. The, I will so tell you, when is... she does a window at the store, yeah. we were um, lucky enough. We had a client that moved to Palm Beach, and she gave us, not consigned, she didn't want us to sell them, life a, a Christmas um, family, life-size. Oh. A mother, you know, the little dog, you know, dressed in their Christmas best. Yes. And their wooden figurines, and we put them in one of the windows um, at Christmas time. Oh, It's really wow, fun. It's like going to Macy's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I will say, though, I think sometimes, you know, when you hear this, you have a conception that the store is filled with old antiques, and that's really not what sells best, honestly. What sells best are the newer things, yeah. you know, the Pottery Barn, the Crate that and Barrel. Crate. The, oh, yeah, you know, that. You know, 
streamlined, we, absolutely. Modern. You know yeah. that stuff sells day one. You know the mirrored pieces. The um, honestly, because that's what people you yes. know are decorating with now. You know they're not necessarily decorating with the, um, the rickety, spindly yeah. chairs. And, and when you say antiques, an antique will always sell. But a, a 1950s dresser, oh. which isn't you know isn't really in favor right now, isn't an antique. And isn't really sellable. Yeah. So sometimes I think people forget that. They think, you know, I have mom's or grandma's old furniture. You know, 1950s is not, you know, that doesn't make an antique. That does not make an antique even. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Really. Yeah, I know. I guess my mother qualified <laughs> to be an yes, antique. Yes, she did. She's 103. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Impressive. Yeah, that was – we had a uh, – her she birthday was an party antique. was – She was antiques roadshow. But show. she was sharp yeah. as a tack. Yeah. Oh, that is true. Yeah, we had a birthday party for her, and the invitations were taken out of the Antiques Roadshow oh, with, wow. you, with her provenance. Oh, that's fantastic. Her, yes. That's good Good genetics. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is true. Um are you involved in social media, and how are you involved? I am the 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 person. I, I you know where you know I'm. I, I do it all. I do the uh, social media at the shop. I post daily. I try to do at least five to seven posts a day. I um, keep it really to the store. The only thing besides the store that I post are maybe a picture of my dog Molly, um, <laughs> who's at the shop every day. Oh. Um, and and if I'm going to a you know like a local party that's relevant um, to the neighborhood, but otherwise it's a business account and really you know that's what it's used for. So who's yeah. the photographer? I am. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's interesting too Imagine. because I get all the time people love I love your Instagram I love your Instagram, I love you know the composition, and. It's it's not really something you really think about. I mean, obviously you take multiple pictures and you're trying to take a picture of something in a store so you want to focus on that one item so people realize what you're what you're selling yeah. um, but it's just uh, let me it, ask I, the, the major question in my mind yeah what camera do you use? I use my cell phone. Oh, dear. See? Yeah. See? Oh, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. It, honestly, that's a, that's a, a shot to the heart. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't have time to. It's like there's not a minute left in the day, honestly. Yeah. There wouldn't be enough time to, like, take a picture, transfer it over. It's like right. instant. It ha- that's it's instant. the point, Stu. That's, that's, that's all about immediacy. Immediate. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll never be a social media. No, well, it's, you're, <laughs> we come from a different. We come from a whole different um, mindset. This is we live in a That's new true. world. Everything is quick, quick, quick. You yeah. know, I'm constantly. Sometimes I'm at appointments and I'm actually posting pictures from the appointment of items we are picking up because yeah. if it's a lot of stuff, the store is small. So the idea is I'm trying to sell items before the truck gets back to the store. Right, exactly. I've done that. And it, and it works. I did a pickup in the city and I was posting, posting, posting. People were calling the shop. They were calling my cell phone. And, you know, 20% of the items were sold before they got back wow. to the shop, which helps because this way they were sure. just picked up and we were able to wow. fit in what that we could. That is amazing, isn't it? This that morning, is incredible. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I well, took, sometimes people ask me too. They'll be like, "Is it at the shop yet?" Because they know, you know. Or I'll. The other thing I do is I'll take um, someone will send me a picture of an item that I'm not sure I can sell, and I'll post it, and I'll see is if I get reaction. Right. Do people ask me price. Do they comment? Um, and then I will 
potentially turn it down or take it based yeah. on that. Yeah. Well, once you take it, how long will you leave it in your shop? So, I mean, the terms in my contract say 90 days. But sometimes I'll say to somebody, if it's an item I'm not sure about, I'll say, listen, you know, I'll give it 30 days. The idea is that we sell something within 30 days. Right. Because if it doesn't sell in 30 days. Then what? It becomes stale. You know, you do have that customer that comes in who's never been in the shop. So they don't know it's been there for 30 days. But, you know, it's it's not good for business. So what happens then? I do. And, and, the, and the client accepts that? You know, out of 100 customers, I would say 92 never ask me how I'm going to price it. Literally. They, they know that I'm going to try to get as much as I humanly can because we split it. So yeah. it's in my best interest, too. Only about eight out of a hundred customers, or maybe even less, will ask me to give them pricing, how I'm gonna price it. Also, it's you know, it's a lot of word of mouth now. So it's like my best friend Lisa used you and she thought you were great. So, you know, that's it's it's never typically it's not blind. Right. You know, so they know me, they know somebody who's used me, they've had a good reaction, they, you know right. people bargain. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, some people do. I had um, a customer in on Sunday who wanted to have a heavy discount on something that had just come into the store. And typically we don't, seven days, no discount. Right. Um, I gave him a very small, you know, meaningless discount. Just right. some people won't buy something if they don't can't That's get $5 true. off of it. It's just a mental. <laughs> it's a mental thing. Yeah. yeah. It sounds yeah, like it's the same principle yeah. that Sims used to use. If it was there longer than sure. so much in such and such, they, they would then start Regular customers, though, know if they walk away, chances are they're not going to get, gonna it. get right. it. So what It only happen- has to happen a couple times for them not to do yeah. that anymore. <laughs> so what happens? You bring in this big couch, and it just doesn't hit. You know, nobody. You know, what do you do? Really, so we would pick it up from you, but we don't return it to you. So uh-huh. if you... If we can't sell it, you have to either pick it up or it gets donated or disposed. Ah. Uh, We work with a great um, place in Oyster Bay. Um, There's a thrift shop there for um, women, um, and it's for, like, kind of high-risk situation, women that are in um, high-risk relationships. So we donate to them. They'll literally take anything, and they're lovely, and they're they're really grateful. um, Because some places aren't as receptive. Right. To donations. So since the Instagram is mm-hmm. such an important part of your business, how do people reach you individually and how do they find you and tell us about your website? Sure. So we have a website. Uh, and to be perfectly honest, I don't, you know, it's hard to say what percentage of your business comes from that. We have a Yelp, um, you know, uh, account, you know. But really, I find that most of the business comes from Instagram. From Instagram. Although I should say, we just recently had um, two women who were antique dealers in Manhattan who had, I mean, high, high end antique stores. They then closed those stores and moved to um, con- to a sta- the Stanford, Connecticut Antique Center. And if you know it, it's like high end yeah. dealers that they were ready to retire. Uh huh. So they went online, they found our website, 
they liked what they saw. They came out and they met with us. Um, we didn't realize it, but they were in the store kind of interviewing us. And then after about 45 minutes, they were like, they told us, you know, we, we want to give you all our inventory. Ah. Um, and I said, of course, we would go to Connecticut and we would pack it up. And they were just, they couldn't believe it. They couldn't believe that we would be willing to do that basically on our day off because obviously the store has to be closed in yeah. order for us to yes. um, do that. So we did. We went. We packed everything up for them. We inventoried it. And it was the most beautiful beautiful English antiques, smalls, you know, in the yeah. business we call them small, so it's any accessory that would be in the home, you know, um, bookends, ah. um, anything you could possibly think of. But, it, you know, it was it was really, it was, that was the website. That was from the website. That was from the website. Now, the, your mm -hmm. stage people who try to set the uh, decorators, mm -hmm. set decorators, that's what I was looking for. Uh, your set decorators are one of your. They're, they're not on Instagram, I would. Think. They, you know what? They actually we they film a lot in the area, and I think that's just they happen upon you. But I have a couple uh, that come in. They repeatedly, you know, they come in because what they shows? know. Um, we've done Ocean's Eight. We've done Madam Secretary. They did lots of Eagle stuff, as you can imagine. Yes, because yeah. they're re recreating the Oval Office. Sure. Uh, um, the Blacklist, um, lots of different HBO pilots that they're constantly doing. Well, you seem yeah. to have really taken a foothold in the industry. You know, I, I think... God bless. We, you know, I think we have, a, we have a really good eye, and I just think we're fair. Yeah. Um, sometimes you go in these shops, and, and they're selling things for outrageous prices. Yeah. And yeah. you'll say to them, why? And they'll be like, because. Because. Because they I can get I always it. have an answer. If somebody, and they do, they'll say, why Why is that painting $1,000? And I'll say, because it's a listed artist. And I've done, you know, we look at the auction results, and we can see what other pieces go for. Or why is that chandelier $1,200? Well, it, it's a $3,500 chandelier, and it retails for, you know, you know the, 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 the rule of thumb is if you buy something for $1,000, depending on its resellability, you would market $450. Yeah. There's, you know, you can't return it. There's right. no guarantees. You're, you know, it's not a re, it's not retail. Right. It's, it's right, a secondary right. market. Yes. And the secondary and market just doesn't. Your website, so people know how to reach you on Instagram. My website is uh, valleyattic.com, and it really does explain the process, how we work, the percentage, which is 50-50. You know, most consignment stores, you know, are all the same. Um, and that would lead you, you know, there's directions, there's pictures of items we've had in the store, uh, tells you a little bit about the shop, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, we have to clarify this. We have to clarify this. No clothing. No clothing. Right. It's only home how furnishings. Furnishings, home furnishings, Correct. et cetera. And well, we like have a music break here that will take us to the end of the show. The song recognizes the passing of Carol Channing and a look back at our guest Kathy Barry when she was involved in shipping of diamonds. Diamonds are a girl's best friend sung by, of all people, Marilyn Monroe. Ooh. The French are glad to die for love. They delight in fighting duels. But I prefer a man who lives and gives 
But get that ice or else no dice He's your guy when stocks are high But beware when they start to descend It's then that those louses go back to their spouses Well, Kathy Barry, this has been most informative And I tell you, we thank you so much for being on air with us And we look forward to visiting your shop Thanks for having me Oh, it's It's a pleasure pleasure. It's a pleasure And thank you, Dan Cox, station manager For being our engineer today And of course, Dale Zerbrick As always, choosing the best music for us Um, So This is Senior Moments on 88.1 FM And WCWP.org This is Nina and Stuart Held saying, before Senior Moments signs off for today, please remember, Youth is a gift of nature, but age is a work of art. The Glencoe Senior Center's website is one word, glencoeseniorcenter.com. Today and want to hear previous episodes, please subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. See you on the radio next time. If you liked our show today and want to hear previous episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Senior Moments, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.